Dr. Balgai here. This is the third and final podcast on cancer risk from an outstanding chapter on cancer risk by Dr. Galena Salem and Dr. Bhuvna Ramaswamy from the Ohio State University James Cancer Center. The chapter is derived from Balgai's textbook of internal medicine available at www.mastermedfacts.com. Cervical cancer in the US the incidence and mortality due to cervical cancer have decreased dramatically since the introduction of the pap smear test it has been one of the most successful screening tests in the history of cancer prevention in women worldwide however cervical cancer still remains a major cause of morbidity and mortality infection with a high risk papilloma virus is the main culprit in the development of cervical intraepithelial neoplasia the development of invasive cervical cancer in the setting of cervical intraepithelial neoplasia can take at least 15 to 20 years there are more than 70 types of human papilloma virus but infection with type 16 18 31 33 35 45 52 58 has been well established infections with human papilloma virus type 16 and 18 allows the integration of viral dna into the cellular genome which in turn encodes for proteins that inactivate tumor suppressive genes such as tp53 and rbi1 risk factors for development of cervical cancer are thus the risk factors which allow acquisition of the virus such as age of first intercourse history of multiple sexual partners and partners who previously had multiple partners women who become sexually active before the age of 16 years have approximately twice the risk of cervical cancer development when compared to women who become sexually active after age 20 barrier methods such as use of condoms or diaphragms which protects the cervix from human papilloma virus infection and other sexually transmitted diseases reduces the risk of cervical cancer smoking increases the risk of cervical cancer The exact mechanism is unknown but it has been postulated that smoking causes DNA damage in cervical cells as well as it may interfere with the immune system the resultant dysplastic changes in the cervical epithelium socioeconomic status has been linked to cervical cancer but it is likely that lower socioeconomic class leads to promiscuous behavior multiparous women are at an increased risk of cervical neoplasia while oral contraceptive pills confer protective effects in uterine cancer in cervical cancer women on oral contraceptive pills are at an increased risk for cervical cancer while many women harbor human papillomavirus infection only a certain number develop invasive cancer suggesting that other factors likely contribute to the development of cancer one of such factors has been immunosuppression it has been well established that women infected with hiv have a fivefold increased risk of cervical intraepithelial neoplasia development the use of immunosuppressive medications may also pose an increased risk of cervical cancer development of note immunosuppression is also a risk factor for anal cancer much like cervical cancer human papilloma virus is the causative agent in anal cancer vulvar and vaginal cancers 
Human papilloma virus is associated with approximately 90% of anal cancers. In 2006, FDA has approved the use of human papilloma virus infection. Vaccination was initially approved for females for prevention of cervical, malvar, and vaginal cancers. And recently, it has been approved for prevention of anal cancer. Widespread vaccination has now become a standard practice for the prevention of human papilloma virus types 6, 11, 16, and 18 in females aged from 9 through 26 years. Uterine cancer. In the US, uterine cancer is the most common gynecologic malignancy, ranking fourth in the incidence and eighth in mortality, according to 2011 American Cancer Society. Age is an important non-modifiable risk factor. Unopposed estrogen exposure, however, by far is the most important risk factor. This effect is likely caused by uterine cell proliferation and incomplete shedding of the endometrium. Therefore, an individual's profile, which leads to excess estrogen, whether endogenous or exogenous, increases the risk for endometrial carcinoma. Obesity leads to higher levels of endogenous estrogen, has become an important risk factor for endometrial carcinoma, and confers an approximately excess risk of 10 to 15 folds. Similar to breast cancer risk factors, parity, age of menarche, and menopause contribute to increased risk. Menstrual irregularities which interfere with normal cyclic shedding of the endometrium also increase the risk. Approximately 1% of women who use tamoxifen, whether for chemo prevention or treatment of breast cancer, will develop uterine cancer. Combined oral contraceptives decrease the risk of uterine cancer and thus appear to have a protective effect. Women who smoke have a decreased risk of endometrial carcinoma compared to non-smoking counterparts. Risk factors for uterine cancer include age, estrogen exposure, parity, nulliparis as opposed to multiparis, early menarche, late menopause, menstrual irregularities, and unopposed estrogen replacement therapy, obesity, uh, genetic mutations and Lynch syndrome. In summary, worldwide cervical cancer remains a major cause of morbidity and mortality in the US. However, due to effective screening programs, the incidence and mortality has decreased dramatically. Continued exposure to endogenous and exogenous estrogen is a major risk factor for endometrial carcinoma. Finally, obesity has emerged as an important risk factor for endometrial carcinoma due to conversion of endogenous androgen to estrogen by the adipocytes. Kidney cancer. According to the American Cancer Society 2011 data, renal cancer is the sixth most common cancer among men and eighth among women. The reason for difference between genders is not clear. Previously, it was thought to be secondary to lifestyle factors such as smoking, but the rate of smoking among men in comparison to women has decreased, but the incidence among genders remain unbalanced. It is likely that other factors contribute to the incidence of renal cancer among men. With the widespread use of computer tomography, there has been an increase in the number of renal cancer cases. Fortunately, incidental renal cancers tend to be discovered at an earlier stage 
when previously patients presented at a more advanced stage due to symptoms. Patients are usually diagnosed in the sixth decade of life. In addition to age, smoking is one of the major risk factors for the renal cancer development. The proposed mechanism for this is exposure of the renal parenchyma to the carcinogens from the smoke while being eliminated via the kidney. Exposure to toxic compounds such as petroleum-based products, asbestos, and cadmium have been associated with increased incidence of renal cancer. Obesity has emerged as an important risk factor for renal cancer development. History of high blood pressure is another risk factor. Even slightly higher blood pressure conferred excess risk of renal cancer. The exact mechanism by which these two factors raise the risk is not understood at present. Patients who are on dialysis have a tendency to develop cystic disease of the kidney and this in turn puts them at higher risk for the renal cancer in comparison to general population. Regular use of analgesics such as NSAIDs results in increased risk of renal cell carcinoma. A recent meta-analysis supports the use of moderate alcohol consumption to lower the risk of renal cell cancer. Genetic mutations play a role in renal cancer but account for only a small percentage of patients. Autosomal dominant inheritance of the von Hippel-Lendau gene mutation predisposes an individual to clear cell carcinoma in addition to other cancers such as hemangioblastoma of the CNS, angiomas of the retina, neuroendocrine tumors of the pancreas, and pheochromocytomas. The von Hippel-Lindau tumor suppressor gene product is responsible for degradation of hypoxia-inducible factors HIF1 and HIF2. HIF1 plays a key role in cellular responses to hypoxia and regulates gene involved in angiogenesis and apoptosis. Bladder cancer. Bladder cancer is the fourth most common cause of cancer in men. It is three times more common in men in comparison to women. Cigarette smoking remains the most common cause of bladder cancer in developed countries. It is responsible for, for approximately 50% of the cases in men and 33% of the cases in women. The risk increases with the amount and duration of cigarettes smoked. An individual who quits smoking decreases the risk. However, the risk of cancer never completely disappears. Even exposure to secondhand smoke contributes to the development of bladder cancer. Occupational exposure to hazardous chemicals accounts for approximately 25% of bladder cancer. Chemicals in this category include aromatic amines used in chemical, metal, rubber, dye, oil, paint and printing industries. It has been postulated that workers with prolonged exposure to these carcinogens have as much as 200-fold increased risk of bladder cancer. As with cigarette smoking, the risk persists even after cessation to the insulting agent. Much effort has been put forth by the Occupational Safety and Health Administration to provide a safe work environment and educate workers about hazardous chemicals and how to properly use protective devices to minimize exposure. Numerous other agents have been implicated including water contaminated with arsenic as well as water in areas with high pesticide use. 
not common in the US but elsewhere in the world water com- contaminated by parasite schistosoma hematobium is a cause of bladder cancer individuals treated with cyclophosphamide therapy for other medical conditions are at increased risk of bladder neoplasms the risk is more than fivefold higher when compared to general population with the cumulative dose dependent relationship and a lag period up to 10 years people diagnosed with cowden and lynch syndromes incur an increased risk of bladder cancer in addition to already mentioned other cancers such as breast colon thyroid and uterus in summary with the widespread use of ct there has been an increase in the diagnosis of renal cancer albeit at an earlier stage smoking is one of the major risk factors for both renal and bladder cancers this is the final of three podcasts on cancer risk from an outstanding chapter on cancer risk by dr galina salem and dr bhumna ramaswamy of the ohio state university james cancer center the chapter is derived from baliga's textbook of internal medicine available at www.mastermedfacts.com